Neil and Doug here to recap another Pirates loss. Pirates lose 10 to 1 in another unwatchable game in every sense of the word. Um, and I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of positive things to say. So, um, Doug, have, do you have anything you'd like to start us off with? Uh, we had two good innings out of Ortiz, I think. Uh, <laughs> Jose Hernandez is still. Somewhat impressing me. I know we put some guys on today, but he is uh, – we don't have to hide him. He, he is a viable bullpen pitcher. Uh, yeah, beyond that, no. Uh, we can't hit. We can't mm -hmm. field. If Brian Reynolds is not hitting this team – and, of course, that's going to happen. It's baseball. Uh, this team just doesn't have a, a dynamic dynamic lineup. Without Cruz. Uh, yep. So, I guess let's start with Luis Ortiz because he was the big news um, called up to replace the injured Vince Velasquez. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, wanted him on the opening day roster. And I think that Ortiz didn't have his best stuff, but he was also completely screwed by oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah, I, I think the baseball gods are toying with us. How many times – do we have a shortstop have one go off the you know tip of his glove? Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it just seems like they're saying, you know, you have a six foot seven shortstop who would have caught that at his shoulder, but mm -hmm. no, not today, my friends. I, I mean, it seems like every game we have three of those, mm -hmm. uh, but but yeah, I mean, Ortiz he, again, he didn't give up any hard contact. Uh, you know, it was fielder's choice, walk, error. You know, single, place. single, infi, you know, right, uh, off the tip of the glove. I mean, I, I don't want to judge him too harshly on this. He, he was looking okay. It was a terrible inning. He contributed to it. I mean, he gave up hits. It would have been nice for him to strike somebody out or, or, or you know, induce a ground ball double play, that sort of thing. Um, but, it, again, we, we, we're we not supporting our starting pitchers very well. We're not giving them runs. We're not playing clean defense behind them. We're not making the basic plays. It's it's hard to win like that. We can't. Yeah, um, we're not going to get a 2 nothing complete game Mitch Ke Keller shutout every day, sadly. Yeah. yeah. About to say, it's, we're in dire straits if we have to uh, resort to complete game shutouts to win. We're kind of in dire straits. Um you know, Luis Ortiz get, get hit hard a little bit. Um, StatCast says he has nine hard hit balls against him. But, I mean, he got the outs that he needed to get. Um, the biggest criticism I would have is just that he wasn't getting strikeouts. Right. Um, and he wasn't missing bats. Um, you know, that was my big takeaway. But, I mean, in terms of pitching, like, you know, he got two double play balls in that collapse inning that gave him four runs. 
Right. One right. went off Marcon. One went off Elias Diaz's hand. The other one, Jiwon Bay, forgot what defense is for the twenty-fifth time this right. year. Right. Um, and it's like you know, just I cannot. Isn't it stunning? How do guys get to the major leagues? I, he was a shortstop through much of his minor league career. He's obviously a very athletic, talented guy. But it, and and it's the same issue I, I have with Castro. Like these guys, do they have any focus at all? They they're just they they field the grounder and then they it's like they have no idea what to do, and, and they're I mean they're very athletic, very talented players, and, and just you know all this upside and just every game every game something something well, you know even in the games when they do something great there's some sort of why'd he do that? How come he, you know? Well, I think it's because I was going to talk about this when we get to the offense, but I feel like the defense is a fine example as this is like, we are rostering a bunch of people who have absolutely no business being on a major league team. Um, Chris Owens, Miguel Andujar, Josh Palacios, G1 Bay, Tukupita Marcano, Austin Hedges. These are six position players that would not make any serious roster in the big leagues this season. They would not touch the field. They would be AAA depth. And the fact that we have six position players right now that can't hit, can't play defense, and have about zero baseball IQ among the six of them is infuriating because we want to be a serious team. The front office said we are trying this year. It, it, it is a little frustrating. And giving starts to Josh Palacios and Tuca Pizza Marcano. And I'm sure they're very nice men, and I would probably enjoy having a beer with them. They cannot be on this team. Yeah, and what makes it all that – you know, or some of it at least, much more frustrating is uh, Henry Davis had two home runs tonight. Yeah, you know, we, I mean, we couldn't use a little of that. Uh, he was the number one overall pick. He was a college player. Uh, yes, he did get derailed by some injuries last year, but it seems like he's on track. And I mean, again, while we're again, we have no dynamic bats in this lineup other than Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you, you go, hey, Brian Hayes gets on, great. Brian Reynolds maybe does something. And then you've got, you know, three guys that are you know, a little slightly above average and, and can give good at bats and maybe draw a walk, maybe drive in a run, that sort of thing. But we're back to that, what we've been to for the whole Charrington era, you know, five, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, nothing, nothing. And it's just, it, it's hard, you know, sudden, like I said, you throw an Andy and a Henry Davis in this. And I, I know this is a post-game show but, um, and we should probably stick more to the game, but we need bats. We need bats. And it seems like we have some, but instead, uh, you know, I'm not even going to argue that much with Hedges. Hedges has, again, as a backup catcher, I mean, Hedges could be on a major league roster. I have no issue with him as a backup catcher. Um, mm. But yeah, some of these other guys, you can't have that many, right? A 26-man no. situation, fine. If Chris Owings is the 26-man and just comes in and just makes, you know, stable, consistent plays when the one time a week he starts, fine. But I think he's going to get a lot of starts. And, and, I mean, we're just 
you know, my whole life you were taught that teams built up the middle. You know, you had to have a good defensive catcher, good defensive middle infielders, and a good defensive center fielder. And we're not really built up the middle right now. It's it, it's a it's frightening every time a grounder up the middle. I, you know, and what should yeah. be just a simple, common, everyday play. We're like, will they make the play? Will they throw to the right base? Will they, you know? We have seen three plus years of Ben Sherrington and Ben Sherrington has acquired a single person who can play corner outfield and middle infield. That is one. And that is Jack Suwinski right. and Jack Suwinski. And I'm not so sure of that where he <laughs> is either the best player in baseball or he joins those six guys I just mentioned. And right now he's with the six guys, but I mean, right. Jackson Winsky belongs on the major league roster. I don't want to say that he doesn't. Oh, absolutely. It is an indictment that we cannot sign anyone in our middle infield or on the corner outfield from our farm who can come up and play <laughs> even halfway decent. I understand why someone like G1 Bay is on the roster, but I am tired of him costing us runs every single time he's out there in the field. It's, it, it's, Right. The defense, right. the defense yeah, is the most stressful yeah. part of all this. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, again, I'm from that uh, 70s, you know, defense first. Yeah, you know, I know the bat will play, the bat will play, but you've got to be able to make the basic fundamental play. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, you don't have to be gold glove, field the ground or throw to first base, field the ground or flip to second base. It's not, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that mm -hmm. hard. Um, yeah, we're, it's just, it's, it's very frustrating. It was great when they were all hot. Um, that's not going to happen much with those guys. It's not, right? I mean, what you, again, uh, Reynolds yeah. will get hot. Swinsky will get hot. I believe Castro is going to have, you know, moments of, of being hot. Uh, of course, again, if nothing else from Connor Joe, Santana, and McCutcheon, you're going to get really good at bats, and those do impact the game. I mean, they're going to yeah. they're going to they're going to get on base. They're going to hit the ball hard sometimes. And, and, you know, but it's, again, if you can, you know, if you can navigate through our top five, uh, you have a really good chance of just cruising through the yeah. next inning and a half, right? <laughs> just uh, easy, yeah. easy. You know, well, when Swinsky's on, yeah, you can't, you know, it's, it's great, but mm -hmm. those seem to be small stretches to me. So I guess we can close the bookmark. Um, for the first start of the year, even if it's against a Rockies team that Luis Ortiz should be carving up, um, I think, you know, he did fine. He was not great, but he gave you every opportunity to win the game in your first start out of the minors. I think that's fine. Um, but let's move on to the offense. So, okay, shows over because we've been tracking this in our <laughs> oh, Discord. Oh, no, yeah, I was gonna say wait, and wait, wait, wait. <laughs> five for fifty-one with runners in scoring position in the month of May. That's dreadful. That, that's dreadful that there's atrocious. no, no major league team should have that. It just, it shouldn't yeah. be possible. Five like, for 51. Were, we were overperforming in May in, in April Absolutely. by hitting 300 runners in scoring position. I cannot believe 
how fast we fell off. Yeah, the regression to the mean was a little uh, overwhelming there, right? Yeah. I, I, you said I didn't expect 300, but okay, drop down to 220 for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, not uh, less than 100. Not, not 100. Like, I, I think right. Greg Brownson on the podcast is like 091 in the past seven games. Like it's, And I think that's the even more frustrating thing is because you had the Rays series where you kept getting in those situations where you could have hit runs in. Then the Blue Jays series happens, and um, we didn't have any opportunities. Like, we just got no. demolished. And then right. then this series, it's like, yeah, we've had opportunities, but, like, when you were down 5-1 and you load the bases, you got to score runs. You got to score something. You got to get – right. And I, we talked about this a lot on the post-game shows in the month of April – about how we weren't striking out, how our plate discipline was good, how we were uh, making smart outs, sack flies, like situational hitting. Like we were, we weren't always hitting hits, but we were driving in runs. No, the small Today, ball was great. Yeah, we would get a guy on. Right, we'd get him we over. Were falling off a cliff. Yeah, everyone is striking out. Yeah, it it was unbelievable. We we. I mean, it started in Colorado too. Remember those first couple innings were all, it was, you know, eight straight hits or, or you know, eight, yeah. eight straight productive at bats to get in two or three runs. Uh, and now, right. We just swinging away. It uh, doesn't seem like anyone has a plan going up there. Uh, and again, it seems like, you know, the league got a month of tape on us. They've made some adjustments and we're still sticking with, you know, our plan. We haven't punched back yet. Well, yeah. And of and, course, like, again, like, you have guys like Connor Joe, Andrew McCutcheon, um, what's it, um, Rodolfo Castro. They were never going to be 900 OPS players. Right. But my word, it has just been depressing to watch. It's not just everyone. Because, like, I mean, here's what will happen. Cabrian Hayes, who's actually been hitting pretty well. Like, I think he's collected, like, eight or so hits in the past four or five games. Like, he's been getting on base. And then we squander it right. every time. And we had one – hit with runner scoring position, McCutcheon drives in Hayes. Um, but, like, so you make the matter even worse. The 5 for 51, one of those hits didn't even move the runner from second to third. <laughs> like, like, that is how bad we have been with situational hitting. And yeah. this comment is insane to me, that this is the first time since 1988 we've gone nine straight games with less of two or less runs scored. Right. Think, think about, about all the that. bad yeah. Pirates teams. Bad. Think we've had four or five hundred lost teams in that yeah. time frame. <laughs> you know. So offense has been atrocious. Um, I guess we can talk specific players. McCutcheon had a good game. RBI walk hit. Um, he hit the ball hard twice. Not He's, a good day for Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds got one hit. <laughs> Yeah, a little late. And we're down ten to one, and yeah, who? Okay. Cabrian Hayes walked, got a hit, got a double today. Um, you know, he's still hitting a lot of singles, but the bat is heating up. Um, but then you look at the rest of that lineup after from Carlos Santana to Jason Del- uh, through G1 Bay, one hit. Yeah, and that's what that's four hitters, right? That's four. Yeah, yeah. five. Okay, five. You know. So twenty at bats, one. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not going to win any games. I mean, again, Ortiz could have pitched a gem today. He could have went seven and given up two. 
and he would have lost. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I want him to pitch better. It, it's you know, but the the culprit right now, and the culprit really throughout the losing streak has been the hitting. Um, yeah, it's been easy to you know blame the bullpen and, and look at starting pitching, but it didn't matter. None of those things, even the fielding, you know, which has been an issue. None of it matters if they can't score more than two runs. Yep, and they haven't done that since the doubleheader in in Washington. That's a long stretch. It's it's been really rough, and like it's not like we've been facing world beaters. Like the last two, the last three games we faced UC Kikuchi, Connor Siebold, and Kyle Freeland. Yeah, three runs. Right. <laughs> And we could not get anything going against their bullpen. We let um, Pirates legend Nick Mears close us out like it was easy. Oh, yeah. Breeze. Breeze (laughs) through it. Right. Um, It looked like Mariano Rivera. (laughs) So the one thing I will say is because we also talked about this a lot in the month of April. And pretty much after the Justice De Los Santos um, article came out about veteran leadership getting through those those hard times and those tough losses, what is going on? Because – there is no veteran leadership as far as I can see. Um, like there's no like urgency. There's no like there's yeah. no one to be in the spark plug. Right, right. They're they're not panicking, right? Which is great. But yeah, uh, I'm uh, we could use a little fire now. Someone needs to, you know, mm-hmm. overturn a table or you know, some yeah. of those old because uh, you know that's not Shelton style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not Kutcher style. I'm not that sure about Santana, I'm not as familiar with his uh leadership as, as I am, but, uh, it's, it's, um, I'm still, there we go. It, it's, there's some work to be done. Um, and, and at this point, I don't, I don't care if it's a grizzled old veteran. I don't care if it's Jack Sawinski. Uh, I, you know, I don't care. We need somebody. We need somebody to spark this thing. We need, you know, we need a, a three, three, four hit night from somebody. It just comes mm-hmm. up every time. It doesn't, you know, it just rakes. Uh, you know, get a little going. We needed to get contagious. It just seems like that we've gone into this little cold funk and everybody's, you know, caught on. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't really understand what's happening. I don't understand the lack of adjustment. Um, you know, and this is, I mean, this was my v- biggest fear coming to the off season because it looked like, you know, we sort of all penciled in all these guys that were, you know, 200 to 220 hitters to, okay, this year they're not going to be that. Um, and they're a little better. Swinsky and Castro are a little better than that, but not on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Brian Hayes is starting to, to heat up, and that, that's a good thing. Um, you guys should go out and should check out the Bridge to October podcast from yesterday. They did a great breakdown on Brian Hayes and his improvement. And, you know, because I was like, well, ah, his exit velocity, we've been here for three years. He hits the ball hard. You know, <laughs> kind of getting tired of advanced metrics and, no production, but uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's improving on the, you know, his hard hits from last year even. And so maybe, maybe it's that time. I, I've decided to withhold judgment on the bulk of these guys until the end of the year. But, you know, every time I say, I'm not sure on Jack Sawinski, he goes on a Aaron judge, like, you know, s- stretch. And then I say, okay, I believe I buy in and he goes over 18. So I, yeah. um, so Hayes, Sawinski, Castro, Bay, all of them. Okay, you've got the year, you know. But if I have another, if it's another year of, at the end of the year you've hit two twenty, your, your OPS is six seventy five, and you know, it, it's time just to acknowledge, you know, some facts. So, 
Yeah. And I mean, it is fair to say that injuries have really done us in because you could tell in April, this team was built to platoon. It was built to where Castro didn't have to play every day. Joe didn't have to play every day. Suwinski could be a platoon bat. Um, you could eat having hedges being the worst hitter in baseball because you kept switching guys in and out and putting them in the best positions for them to be good at hitting. And you're really starting to see that when you throw Suwinski, when you throw Castro, and when you throw guys like Marcano and Santana in there every single day, they don't have what this team needs. They need to be, they need to have a nice platoon that can keep them in the best possible position for them to succeed. Right. The Connor Joe Sawinski platoon sounds great to me. Mm -hmm. Both of them playing every day. It seems like that's not going to work as effectively. And I understand they both look better uh, than they did last year and seasons past that sort of thing, but it doesn't seem like it's that much better. And, and, and I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know what the solution is. I do know what the solution is. Bring up Andy and Henry Davis. Yep. Um, I mean, really, or go acquire some. Okay, if you don't want to bring those guys up, you want to manipulate all that sort of nonsense, which I don't understand why we need to manipulate this. Bring them up and then extend them. If they're mm-hmm. not good enough to extend, then who cares if we have an extra year of control? If they're good enough, extend them. Why are we worried about five years down the road? This team is in first place. We'll be in mm-hmm. first place. I mean, I know the Dodgers were beating Milwaukee for nothing. I mean, I imagine this team will be in first place tomorrow. None of us expected that at this point in May. You have a chance when the division is terrible. Do something. Mm-hmm. Improve the team. You've you've got a lot of guys down there. You've got a lot of depth that clearly none of it's ready for major leagues. But yeah, yeah, just so. And it, what makes it even worse is that, like Jim says here, is that. It's not about the extra year of control. No, that's what I mean. It's At about money. Point, it's about, it's about saving money. arbitration so, money. So right. Like, so it's so not extend them and give it, get over it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's an easy problem to solve. Bob Nutting has said this only the first step where, you know, if Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez, after two, you know, after their arbitration is up, aren't good enough to extend, then who cares, right? If they yeah. are, extend them. But again, it's not about having another year of control it's only about dollars and cents and come on come on it's just it's ridiculous you have a t- you have a chance to win this division the pirates have never won the national league central i want them to win a national league central it's going to go away soon they're going yep. to realign yeah i i don't want to play 30 years in the national league central and never have had one in just one division title yeah. one little silly banner to put up you know um, and, and oh. To just waste an opportunity. This division's not that good. You still have every opportunity to win this division. I think the moral of the story is that Moneyball and its consequences have been a disaster for baseball as a whole. I mean, there's there's a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to that. Uh, um, Well, I mean, it's terrible. Like, the Mets are, are bad and Tampa is good. So, you know, you're like, oh, so look, spending, you know, the the... Those, those who are fans of not having a salary cap or whatever, you know, every year there's a bad team that are a, a, a low money, low payroll team that does well. And there's a bunch of 
high payroll teams that fail miserably. So, mm -hmm. so that argument is, you know, it's there every single year, but again, it's not a level playing field. And then, and I, I love the advanced metrics. When I was a kid, I, I always thought assigning a win or a loss to a pitcher was stupid. Um, I mean, it just didn't make any sense. Uh, especially if the guy, if the starter doesn't go four innings, you know, and then the next guy, I mean, it's just weird how they, how, how they would do it. That didn't make sense. It was so dependent on other people. RBIs. Oh, he's a great RBI guy. Well, you can't be a great RBI guy unless guys get on base. You know, so yeah. I, I I loved when they came up with more uh, specific metrics. However, I don't like how they 100% rely on them. Information is great. Use it properly. Um, and, and that's what they don't seem to do. Like, you know. I, I'm a huge analytics guy. Not going to lie, though, after with our runners in scoring position right now, I'll just take some pure baddie, uh, RBI guys. Um, right, right. Some clutch I'll, guys. Some guys I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll embrace my inner boomer for the moment and just yeah. want guys who will drive in runs. Right, guys, oh. guys that are clutch. They have the clutch gene. Right. <laughs> All right. So I think, I think we talked a lot about the offense. Um, it's been the problem for a week, uh, for eight straight games. Cannot score, cannot do anything right. Do you, um, I guess we can move on to the bullpen. Um, first, Jose Hernandez, um, once again, does his job, does it very well, gives up one run, but that's also because Dwayne Underwood Jr. is terrible. Um, but um Anything you want us time about Jose Hernandez? I just think he's been a yeah. real yeah, nice addition. I, I mentioned earlier, yeah, that's a great pickup because I don't think he was on anybody's radar when they put out the list of best available Rule Five guys. He wasn't on anybody's list, and he is making a positive contribution to this team. We don't have to hide him like they remember with Oviedo. I mean, we'd be in a ten to one game, and they would not pitch Oviedo. Uh, mm. I mean, they, I mean, they had no confidence in that, that kid at all. I don't understand why they picked him. They, they, you know, it just made no sense. Uh, and then they immediately let him go. So it really made no sense to roster him for the whole season, but no, he's been good. Um, I, you know, I don't know that he's going to pitch in the seventh and eighth inning this year, but if, if he keeps doing what he's doing and the way they're using him, uh, it, it's an, especially as the only left-hander on the team, um, it's a good thing to have. I, I, I like what he's doing. Yeah. Underwood had a bad night. I don't want to get too, too down on him. He's been pretty solid this year. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're all going to have bad nights. He had a bad night and again, but you know, we weren't going to score more than one run. So it didn't really, yeah, <laughs> it, his bad night didn't seem to, you know, well, it, it I'll just say made this. it uglier. He can be a victim of getting hard hit. Not tonight though. Zero hard hits. Um, and a rare walk, because like one of the most impressive things about him is that he just doesn't walk players. And right. like one of the biggest things that we were worried about was his control. Yeah. And so I feel like there's like you know he's been good, but there's even room for improvement. That was his yeah. third of the season, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's unbelievable for right for a guy who did not have control in Double A. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very happy. And then we can talk about the man of the hour. Dwayne Underwood Jr. <laughs> because he was terrible tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to be. <clears throat> he had a bad outing. He's been decent this year. I think his ERA coming in was 2.30. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not horrible. Uh, they seem to be using him pretty well. He had a bad night on, on a, a, a team full of players that had a bad night. Yeah, 
my biggest issue, and it's always been my issue with Dwayne, is that he he can limit soft contact, but he is always prone to laying on base runners on getting base runners on base. And as a reliever, when you continue to do that, you are going to struggle really hard. And as a reliever, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't strike enough people out so that you know, he gets enough balls to be put in play. Some of them are just going to sneak through. And then yep. when you have your bad night, sometimes it blows up like this. So you know, we see it. The Pirates see this all the time. And not just him, with a bunch of our pitchers. You you walk a guy and you give up a soft single. And, you you know, then a little bloop falls. And then, you know, on and on and on. Um, yeah, it, it it kills you. And, and, and then we, you know, we sort of say, well, he never really. And we do this with our starters. We do it with our leaders. He didn't give up any hard hit balls. But yeah, but he gave up seven hits in a row. They were all soft hits, but yeah. they're all infield singles. But you, at, at some point you got to be able to rear back and strike somebody out. Yeah. Um, you gotta, as, a reliever. as a reliever in particular, especially again, later in the later innings, if you're pitching in the seventh and eighth inning, sometimes yeah. you just got to, you know, here I'm grew. I'm just, you know, throwing it down the middle and you're not going to be able to touch it. And on uh, a yeah. more serious team, I would say Dwayne Underwood Jr. is someone you can have as like he's maybe at best a seventh inning guy. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean I six do- sixth inning, seventh inning. That's I think he's fine in that role. Um, I would rather give Jose Hernandez high leverage situations though at this point. I think oh, I would he- too. Yeah. I mean I I, I I'm telling you, I would feel comfortable with Hernandez stepping up his, you know, leverage situation because he's done I a couple times he's done well in what was somewhat high leverage situations yeah uh they're bringing him along nicely um and again he's he's got some good stuff and he's not walking people as long as he's not walking people he can be very effective yep and finally we have yo two guys i'm kind of lumping together johan ramirez robert stevenson both pitching in scoreless both have very good ERAs, but I don't really have a whole lot to talk about with them just because they haven't really pitched in a whole lot of like meaningful innings. Stevenson has a, has had a few. He, he's pitched, had a few. Yeah. Johan's yeah. Not. Johan's not, not really. Yeah. No. But uh, I mean, since we brought Johan back up, we haven't had a lot of meaningful <laughs> opportunities. He hasn't been up that long. Yeah. <sighs> um, I mean, I tell you, it is amazing some of the strikes, some of the swings and misses he gets. Yeah. I mean, that, that stuff, it, it, it is a foot off the plate by the time it gets caught. And they're, and they're swinging after it's in the glove. It's in the mid. It's, uh, it's something. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully he can keep, keep doing it, build up his confidence. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we can use him more effectively down the road. I really like the idea of, uh, of Johan Ramirez. His stuff is filthy. I don't know if he's quite there mentally, but yeah, you're, you're talking about working him along. Like I, I'm really, I'm perfectly fine with how he's been used and get his confidence up, get his fastball working, get his that slider working that you know it has people missing a, a foot off the plate. Like you, there is a pitcher there. Like I'm more, I'm more convinced that this bullpen's future is with people like Stevenson and Ramirez. And Hernandez, as opposed to guys like Will Crow, Dwayne oh. Underwood Jr., and so on and so forth. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, it, it would be it'd be really nice to, you know, a year down the road, two years that that it, it's you know Johan Ramirez, Jose Hernandez, Holderman, Stevenson, 
and then finish it with Bednar. I mean, that gives you options. You don't have to use Holderman exclusively, you know, the eighth inning. He can take a night off, you know, that sort of thing, uh, because you can count on, say, Stevenson or Hernandez or somebody to come in and do that. Um, that means you can give, you know, Bednar, someone else can, you know, Holderman can maybe jump back and take a save opportunity occasionally. Uh, it just gives you more flexibility because you don't, in those situations, uh, I mean, again, there there is places in bullpens for guys like uh, Underwood and Crow, but it's in the fifth and sixth inning is, you know, on, on a really good team. So um, I'm not ready to run anybody out of town, but I, you know, I want people in the, in the, again, much like the platoon situation, put people in the best position to succeed. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we touched upon about everything that we would want to talk about or didn't want to talk about with this game. There is no player of the game. So yes. we're, we're not, I'm, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> but no, no player. Of the game. They all, they all get sent home without dinner. Um, but um, if it means anything to people, because we talked about Henry Davis, Ben Sherrington was at the game tonight. You saw him hit two home runs. If you see Ben Sharon in the public, please boo him for me. Um, but hopefully this means that um, the wheels are in motion to get Davis out of double A because he has absolutely no business being there. He's not. That's. He challenges to continue his development. Uh, it's time to spread out. If you're not going to both of them, sort of a you know, DH, whatever, then you need to decide who's going to be and then where the other is. So, I'm a catcher. Henry Davis has got the, uh, the big catcher. It looks robust. Bad umpiring, home plate umpiring has been this year. Robo umps might be here by July. Um, and so, you know, I'll say my internet, Alabama. Uh, we got a storm here, Jim. We got a storm. <laughs> and I'm in 1942. So, the internet. Well, unfortunately, before the storm takes out Doug's internet entirely, I think it's best if we get out of here. So, fingers crossed. Say your prayers. Henry Davis is in Pittsburgh tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Well, please let it be so. Um, but with that, I don't know who will be on tomorrow afternoon to recap the series finale, but hopefully whoever it is, we recap a win. So thanks for tuning in. And I hope you tomorrow have too. a very nice and blessed night. Hey, you all, thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.